Father, let's pray. Father, I will thank you. We have, I will say we have insight, we have understanding, we have um, enlightenment into the knowledge of the holy. I will say every height of understanding is enlightened. There's no confusion in this atmosphere. We build you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified and we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, we already did um, the rebellion of Genesis 6, and um, we've seen the falling world. Uh, this is still the falling world. Well, we, we looked at the rebellion of Genesis 6, how that angels, Nephilims, um, the giants, all of those things, we've, we've tried our best in that. Um, we want to do the rebellion of Genesis 11. Before we go there, I brought an excerpt in my personal study notes, and I, I, I want us to go through a route in understanding man first. In going through that route, the, the, question, the question you're supposed to ask me, uh, that you're supposed to ask me is, why, why am I on this earth? That should be a question you should ask me. Uh, and if there's anything we have to study is the identity issues, such that uh, I'm, I'm trying to go through this route before I get into my Genesis 11 very well. So I want you to pay attention. I, I brought my personal study note here. And I wrote some, the, the things I wrote here, and I said, many times we refer to ourselves differently because we, lived in, we live in an advanced system of knowledge. Now, I, and I also want to get you thinking. Don't over, don't, you know, I, I've been saying this since we started this series where we looked at um, the fall of um, the rebellion of Genesis 6. And I said, don't overstretch. The question would be, uh, another question we have to understand is, um, I've always told you, when we are looking at the Bible, we have to read it as one text, as a singular text. I've told you that there is no dichot that, that dichotomy that people have placed that say Old Testament, New Testament, it's not, it's, not, um, it's not applicable. And there's something that God in Fee said. He says, we cannot make Bible, we cannot make the Bible mean anything that pleases us. That's the truth. And one thing you must, one thing I am careful for. In fact, today I was, I was trying to pray to God and I said, Lord, help me to be, at least, help me to be, um, to, to, to be sincere with your word because you don't want to make the scripture mean what you want it to mean. Some people, the, the way they approach the scriptures, and th that's what has happened over the years, such that the apartheid that happened in South Africa was as a result of a denomination. The crusades that happened in the 13th and 14th century, such that Christians began to kill people, was as a result of lack of proper studies. Even the racism that happened beneath the racism of the United States of America, the slavery of the United States of America, has an embedded approach from the scriptures. And that's because people did not handle the scriptures well. So you will appreciate what we are doing over the next couple of years that... We, we are looking at the scriptures properly in his interpretations, context, pre-test, post-test, making sure that there's sincerity, and there's sincerity to the way we handle the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, so we, 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 we have those things. Now, so I want to get you thinking. I'll throw a question to you. I, I know you, you, you've heard me say, okay, God is behind technology. God is behind all of those things uh, over the past couple of years. Uh, but now let's take it out. Let's, you know, I've never really said, I've never really taught it. I said, this is how it is from. 
there's no series like that. So if you can't take my words like that, that helps to loot. Uh, but I will get you thinking. Because technology has made men interact differently, right? Such that the question we should ask ourselves is, hope you know this thing we call technology is man's invention. That is one man or somebody or a group of people sat down and said, let us do this. Don't forget, I'm still going to Genesis 11, but I'm, I'm trying to approach something. I'm trying to give you a foundation, something so that we'll, we'll get somewhere. So, what's that? So, um, we, we um, have an approach that the question we ask you is Did God create man to, did God create man to interact via a device? That's a question. I'm not answering that question today. I just want to get you thinking. And I beg you. I expect that you are matured enough to understand what thinking is. You just keep ruminating over it in the course of study. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you don't overstress certain things. Uh -huh. I expect that you are, you, are, you are really mature to understand that. Another question is, like I said, hope you know that technology is somebody's idea. And the question is, the truth, the truth, let me just help you. The truth of the matter is, it is not evil when it's in a safe space. That is, when it is not overly stretched. But another question is, does he glorify God? I'm not answering those questions today. We are just thinking. Because um, this will lead us into what happened into what happened in Genesis 11. Another, another question I will ask is this. Hope you know that humanity likes extremes. Every humanity, everybody in humanity likes extremes. And I've always told us, man is a product of influence over the years. So that means, just like something is trending today on social media, is because the way you are dressed today is because you saw somebody dressed that way. The way you are talking today is because you are influenced. The way you, are, the, way you the patterns and the mode of your life is because of you, the way you are influenced. Let, let me give you. Let me let, let's give you. Let me give you a research about the COVID. It's believed that because the COVID, the it's believed that. Give me a second. Let me look for that. It's believed that. It's believed. It's believed that uh, after the COVID, there has been a rise of a general discontent that is even breakdown of families, such that. And anxiety, you will appreciate some teachings we've done over, over time. And anxiety has been kind of the things that has been such that people want to live where they are. So there's been, after COVID, it seemed, in, the, in fact, even in school, one of the things we are looking at, I'm doing some critical analysis, is that we're looking at global um, trade and global world countries and looking at what's, we, we looked, there's something we looked at about three weeks ago. We looked at mitigations and immigrations and all of these things. And we, we, we're kind of analyzing certain things. And we said, in fact, from studies now, he believed that because of the COVID, a lot of people have had to relocate from several places where they were because they were just feeling anxious. A lot of people have had to break their relationship because they just felt like, I, I just can't survive with this again. And there's that cry on humanity for freedom. 
It just, it, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm eating, I'm actually eating into my note on what I wanted to teach you in future on these identity issues. And I'll give you an example of one. When you are, I don't know if you went to boarding school or you had the opportunity to camp, camp away from your parents and you just felt free. How have you had that thing? I, I always had it. Anytime I had to travel or not stay at home or I would just feel free. It just feel like my mother is not here again. You see, hi, I'll be there. Come on. Come on. And ooh, the question would be, what are we trying to be free from? Till today, every one of you seated here, you are still crying for freedom. And you just, oh, you want to do things your own way. You want to, but who are we? What exactly are you trying to be free from? That's the question. And I want you to think. Um, so, you will see that. Um, so, as we, as we looked at Genesis 6, let's go to Genesis 6 again. This will lead us into something. We, we've done Genesis 6, and this will lead us into something. Uh, we looked at the supernatural world of those things, this, this, the, 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 that angels really had sex with, um, with man. But look at something. I want you to, to pay attention to certain things. Look at the verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of what? The earth. That's one. Let's, let's count that one as one. The sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were fair, and they took them, and they chose them. And look at what it says in verse 3. It says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive in man, for his shall be, and yet his days shall be 120 years. And that says, And this giant in the earth. Look at that word again, in the earth, twice again. And in those days came upon the sons of God, and daughters of men, and they bear children of them that became men of Rano. Look at it in verse 5. And God saw the weakness that was great in the earth. And you see, there, there seems to be more emphasis on that earth, earth, earth. And it says, and the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And every imagination of the thought of the other. It says, I repented the Lord that he has made man on the earth. So, now, before we, before we even move further, do you see that there was an earth emphasis? And if you read down, uh, you, will start, you will now see that rainbow Thing. Rainbow just is a bow in the sky, and all these gay people have taken it as a LGBTQ community. Our own is rainbow. We'll deal with that later. So, this shows to us that the earth is tied to my identity. Why is it that when people die, you are crying, and some people you don't cry for them? That shows that man is even so, men, is, men are selfish. At some point, there seems to be an individualism of certain things. So, you have to understand something that the head is, um, is the moment I know what the head is for and what it's about, then I will know my true identity, who I am, and whose I am on this head. The moment I know where. Or what the earth is for, or what the earth is all about, I will know what is that. Because if you look at Genesis 1:26, look at it, it says, and God made man. It seemed like God created everything, then man was the last creation. So that is man owns everything on the earth. And that says, let us make man in our own image and let them have dominion 
over the fish of the sea, over the cow of the air, over every cattle, and over every, over all of the earth. You will not see verse 28. He says he blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the, that. Are you, are you seeing that, that thing called the earth again? So that's, and where are we? <sighs> Guys, now, we are in the earth. Okay, so that shows that uh, if everything, there's more to understanding our approach on this earth, like I said, I'm getting you to think. We're still coming here. There's more to understanding our approach to things on this earth than the usual. Okay, so let me see. Let me let me give you. Let me give you. If our Bible is just about you sin, you go to heaven or you go to hell. It will not be this big. <laughs> Some people think that's what is the Bible is all about. They you commit sin, you go to heaven, you go to hell. God forgive you. God does not. The devil. Boom. Ah, no, now. We can't limit our approach to the scriptures like that. The Bible did that big. So, uh, you know, so we have to understand that uh, man was the last creation that God made. And we must understand, it's just like um, this AI that we use today, I hope you know it's an invention of man. Those are questions we have to be asking ourselves in God's eyes. How is God viewing these things? Because this will lead us into what we are studying in Genesis 11. Uh, how is God viewing these things? This AI that seemed that such that, hope you know some people that just sat down, they've tried it and attempted it with robots. Now, they now devised the device such that you can now chat with that device. The device will respond to you. They started it with all this A-Siri. Gradually, they will start inventing it to a Alexa. Alexa now seems to have more function. You, you can start just with Alexa on your own. The question will now be, is that what God made? Is that how God want, does all these things glorify God? I have not given an answer. And now, don't assume for me. <laughs> just think. Because when you are, when, one, thing as a, one thing as a Bible student is, you must be, your thing, you must think. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you guys getting what I'm saying? You must think. Don't just say, everything is God, everything is devil. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I want you to think. Such that, look at, look at where they now stretch the extreme. They now said, some people now, they are now having AI service. They now said, the pastor, all the messages that the pastor needs to put, preach, they will impute it into the, the AI device. So the AI device will come and stand and minister to the people. And they say it will be the same thing. Wait, ask me. Can I hear a minister like me? Ah, what are you trying to say? So where, where, are, we, where, where, where are we going? <laughs> and it's not going to get, the truth of the matter is, if you look, obviously I've been referencing Flash in this series. If you look at Flash, it is projected that in the next couple of years, you're just going to tap your finger and you're going to be speaking to a device from like this. And the next thing is you'll just be talking to it. It will give you everything you need to know. Hey, what's up with this person? Um, the person will tell you. So the question will be, 
is that God's plan. Because when he created man, he created man to interact. Now I have friends that I have not seen in my life before. And we chat. I remember there was a time we, had, we did a ministry, me and Favor, and some other guys, we did a ministry called the League of the Pay Centers. And we had people from different parts of the world on that online ministry that we never see and we have never seen before. Uh, but <laughs> the question will be, does all these things glorify God? Am I getting you to think? Uh, am I getting you to think? Do you see what I'm doing? I'm not giving an answer. I'm just... <laughs> I'm instigating something in your mind. Causing you to have... To go and look at your Bible again. <laughs> because... No, no, you not, not, another debate you have to... You have me say is... Oh, in their world of where the Bible is written, there was no... Ah, say Sezu. There's no, okay, oh, yes, but remember there's culture and there's God's word. I think we, we've, done, we've done that clarity over time. There's culture in scriptures and there's God's word. What does God's word say about it? So that now everything we do now is via our phones, texting, people watching us online, you know. It's cool, but it's that God's plan. Does he glorify God? And he's not going to get any better. This LGBTQ community thing, I have to talk about it. Is it? Does it make sense? Since he created man and women, does it, we're going to look at those things, but not now. So now this will lead me into my Genesis 11. So you understand what I'm trying to do in Genesis 11 now. Now, let's, let's approach Genesis 11. Someone say, Pastor, there's no second Timothy 3. Yeah, I didn't know it. Second Timothy 3, let's just let's do it for sake of formality's sake. Second Timothy 3 is the as of which uh, all scripture is given by the institution of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. And the man of God will perfect that totally for the shelter of good works. Who is the man of God? You. <laughs> <laughs> Who is all the scripture? You are looking at all the scripture now. <laughs> all right, let's go to Genesis level. And you know, we've been doing something. We've tried to read it again. All right, and that's something you must learn to understand in Bible study. Learn to read again. All right, let's go to Genesis eleven. Now you see that that concept of the whole earth again is back here again. It says the whole earth. I've never seen it there. It says the whole earth. Genesis eleven. Okay, so it says the whole earth was in one language and in one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of. Oh, let's start from verse, let's start from chapter 10. Let's see from verse 30. Let's start from chapter 10. Let's see from verse 30. And their dwellings was from Mesha, as thou goest into Shephard, the mount of the east. They are the sons of Shem, after their families, after their tongues in their land, and after their nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah, after their generations in the nations, and these 
were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. So now means after the flood, the, that is, the whole earth was in one language and in one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick. Now, you, you, when it says let us, another concept should be in your mind now. What should be in your mind? Huh? No. What, uh, the, yes, that's the who is the us, but when it says let us, Genesis 1.28, let us make mine our enemy. That concept now should be in your mind. Are you, are you, getting, you, should, you should learn to see those things. So now they are talking and say, let us make brick and let us burn them thoroughly. And they are brick for one stone and slime as they, and they had gone to the mortar. And they said, go to let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven. Now, I've told you. Did you see that that marriage is italicized in your Bible, in the King James? Okay. So that shows it's not there in the originals. So that means we can say, who stop reach unto the heaven? And that says, let us name. You see the, the, the emphasis of that let us now. Let us a name, lest we be scattered abroad from the face of the earth. It says, let us a name. Hmm. You know, I was explaining something to you as we concluded that Genesis 6 issue on he says, I will give you a name, Abraham. And you see that Abraham's story was in the next chapter. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that says in verse 5, it says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the Torah which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. The truth of the matter is, before we continue, see, if you unite, in, if you unite, if you unite to say you want to do good, you will, it, will go, it will happen. If people are in unity, there is nothing they can achieve, both evil and good. That's the truth. Unity, see, the biggest, even as a local church, the biggest, strongest thing we must protect is our unity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, people, see, witchcraft, the devils, if they, see, if people unite to do evil, look at what's happening in Israel today. I don't know if you are following the news. Uh -huh. If people unite to do evil, it will come to pass. Because that unity, it is a let us thing. Let's <laughs> use it that way. Okay, let's continue. It says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they, be, they have one language, and they began to do, and now nothing will restrain them from what they've imagined to do. Uh, it says, Nothing will restrain them from what they've imagined to do. And remember, Wait, look at something first. We, we, something should be crossing through your mind. Remember we studied that supernatural beings and we said those mutinous angels, they taught men to do evil, right? They taught men. So that, that's the foundation you should have in your mind now. That those mutinous angels taught men to do evil now. So that means it could not have been, it could not have been something in the concept of man's idea or to start building all this thing. And we, we, we looked at the advancement of technology in those worlds, and we said some, some of those aspects has a part to play in with the supernatural beings, the devilish ones. Okay. So in verse 7, it says, Go to, let us go down, and they confirm their language, that they may understand one another's speech. And so the Lord scattered them abroad, 
from upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build this city. And therefore, the name of it is called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. From, from thence did the Lord scatter abroad upon the face of the earth. And the generation of shame, now the Nazareth started those generations and all of those things that now led to Abraham. Okay. So now, we, we looked at the concept of the whole earth now there. The whole earth is translated from the Hebrew word Eretz. E-R-E-T-S. That's the Hebrew word. Why we use the Hebrew word? Because of, um, obviously, is, we, are, we, are in the Old, we are using the Old Testament now. And it refers to the entire humanity. And it implies a country or a people. A country or a people, which is applied for a land, the head, the country, the nation, or a people. Let me, take, let me teach you how to talk now. Let me teach you how to, let me teach you something in writing now. Hope you know that if we want to write, um, if we want to, if you and I want to write now, we can say, the whole earth is about to go into winter. What will we mean? Are we not going to mean that the whole of Rochester is about to get into winter? Because that's our whole earth here now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So, when it says one language, one language, we are doing grammatical analysis. Uh, maybe before we get to grammatical analysis, let's let's do some study. Let's first do some historical. Let's 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 come back to grammatical analysis. I think that that's the approach I took um, in Genesis six. We did grammatical analysis later, such that we now looked at those um, things that are looking somehow. So the question would be. Um, don't forget, let's start from something. Let's, let's start from verse 3. Let's, now we are doing contextual analysis of the scripture. Then we'll now do an overview. Now it says the whole head, and it's translated from the Hebrew word, and it refers to the entire humanity. And I said it implies a, a country or a people, and it's applied to a land, nation, or a people, and all of those things. And it says, let us build a Torah. Now, like I said, if you're a serious, good Bible student, you won't joke with that word. Let us, because that's the same word God used in Genesis 1 26, let us make man in our own image. And I think I've answered this question over time. This is where all this um, rubbish, God the Father, God the Mother, people overstretch it and now say, God is talking to his wife. And say, he's talking to the bride. Yeah, because I remember the first time I encountered them, I told them, let's, which was IUPUI then, I told them, let's go upstairs. We sat in Cavana, and we sat in Capo Center. Second floor, I won't forget. Mm. Second floor is that room, that room that has um, dance, that they, that they, have, that they used to do dance on that corridor. We sat there. It took us hours. I said, give me scripture. Oh, yeah, what do you want to say? When the guy, the guy had to tell me, we'll reschedule later. Because he, I said, and I told him, I said, why would you, why would Jay send you to be an evangelist when you don't understand scripture? <laughs> you can't even defend what you are saying. He said, no. He said, he what to argue? I said, rubbish. I said, and I, see, when he says, let us there, I think you already have an, an inclination of, okay, he's talking to the council, right? The congregation of the mighty, um, supernatural beings, all of those. Now, this, that let us now is now coming back again. That should get a serious Bible student to think that, okay, why would they use, I told you, don't joke with words. I, I think if there's anything you have learned, just being, even, even just spending two weeks in supernatural community church is that you can't joke with words normally in the scriptures. I've never observed. 
we'll look at those words painstakingly. Uh, so, he says, let us. Now, so when he says, let us build a city and a tower, who stop may reach the heaven? Let us make a name. L let me read it for you in the Septuagint. And let's, let's check how the Septuagint explained it. Uh, we, we said, why are we using the Septuagint? This is about Jesus' Bible um, to see uh, how it is applied. All right, Genesis 11, it says, And all the earth was in one language, and there was one voice for all. And this happened when they moved into the east, and they found into the plain of the land of Shinar, and they said to the, and, the, and a human. Look at what it says, oh. Look at something, oh. This is verse 3 now. Your own says, and one said to another now. In verse 3, it says, a human said to their neighbor, Come on, let's make bricks and bake them in the fire. And let's bake them in the fire. And the bricks turned into stone for them. And the clay was asaf and for them. And they said, come on, let's build ourselves a city and a tower. Whose head will be as far as the heaven. And we'll make a name for ourselves. Because we have scattered, we have scattered over the face of the earth. And the Lord came down and saw the city of the tower. And the sons of human built, which the sons of human built. And the Lord said, let us... Look, there is one race, one language, and all of those things. Come, let's go down and confirm their tongue and issue them their neighbor's voice and all of those things. So now, it says, let us build a city, which the children of men build it, in verse 5. And in verse 10, that says to build a city. So in all these three instances, he used the word build. Now, that word build, that word build is from the Hebrew word bana, B-A-N-A-H, bana. And it implies to make. It implies to make. To make repair. To make repair or set up. Or obtain children too. And the, the writer is using the same word. Where, where is he referencing now? The writer is referencing Genesis 2. Let me show you. Go to Genesis 2. I'm sure you have never paid attention to this like this before. Go to Genesis 2, verse 21. Go to Genesis 2, verse 21. It says, And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord has taken from man made a woman and brought her into the man. If you if if you were to see banana, where would you what would what would be the banana? Made, right? Okay, cool. So that means to make to repair. So can we say God built? Yes, sir. Can we say God built with Eve? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't get what I'm saying. We already said make, and we're saying the reference that the writer will be making, will be taking it from from that same banana will be. That's a made, right? And it says made. So that would mean that is to explain that Yahweh himself made. God also built. God is the sheep builder. That's why you see in the later writers of Matthew and all of those, it says he's the sheep cornerstone, he's the sheep builder, he's the stone the builder rejected as now because the sheep cornerstone. You just get what I say. God is the sheep architect, he's the builder. Okay. So it says the word city. When it says city, go back to that Genesis 11. It says, let us make a city. That word city there is from the word high Hawaii in the Hebrew, and it simply refers to a town or a people, a town or a people. So now the question would be, 
what did they build? They built a tower, right? Says they built a tower that will reach heaven. Now, what is a tower? A tower is the Hebrew word migdal. M I G D A L. M I G D A L. And it's often described as a stronghold, stronghold in cities where hiders and gods are kept. I'll say it again. So this migdat or this tower they were building, it simply means where idols, gods, are kept. So now you start thinking what they were trying to do. <laughs> it says, who stop may reach the heaven? When it says stop, stop is the word rosh, R-O-S-H. And it's from the root word reshit. When you say reshit, what, what, what will come to your mind? Reshit. Genesis first. Yeah, 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 first. That's good. It applies first. Reshit, place, time, order, or rank. So it's like a principal thing. So when it says reshit, all of those things. So it says, who stop? That's the word stop. May reach the heaven. So why, what's the heaven there? Oh, before we get into that heaven, it says, that rush, you can see it in Genesis 2.10, where it says the source of a river. Genesis 3.15, where it says the head of serpents, the head. It's talking about the top, head, position, rank, and all of those things. So now let's get into something more interesting. So when it says, who's top to reach the heaven? Now, I told you that the word heaven is from the Hebrew word, it's from the Hebrew word shamayim. S, S H A M A Y I M, Shamayim. And it's when, when so now, when I teach you Genesis three, you understand the concept of heaven at least to a to a point. But let me let me give you let me let me let me help you now. When they say heaven in scripture. Heaven simply means, it was used to explain the involvement of supernatural beings. So, they can't, when, when you are talking about, you know we sang a song, eh, and we say, heaven is here. <laughs> and we say, we see, we know. You will understand what we sing in this year. That's <laughs> what we sing in this small. We see, we know, heaven is here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just to explain the involvement of supernatural beings, holes of heaven. So when it says, whose top may reach the heaven, that is, the head of it will reach the heaven, hmm. that should make you start thinking. And we, in Genesis 3, the Nakash has been introduced. Who is the Nakash? The Nakash means diviner. That is, is like, uh, when you say something is a diviner, it's like a god's opposition. And that's the serpent. We saw the same thing in Genesis 4. I, when I'm teaching Genesis 3, I'll teach you Genesis 3 and Genesis 4 at the same pace. I think I've done Genesis 5 and Genesis 6 now in, in, in the last series, right? 
Now I'm doing, I'm kind of doing Genesis 10, Genesis 11. Okay, now. So, now, so the people wanted to build a place to worship supernatural beings. That's what they wanted to do. Because we've seen Genesis 3, the diviner. Okay, okay. Let's go to Genesis 3. Let me help you a bit. He says, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. And the Lord God said, let us make the woman. And in let there be light. For, look at me, guys. In let there be light. I told you that the garden of Eden is simply a space, right? That is beautiful in their world, right? And the writer implored it as, he took it as a story to explain something. Now, that's the perfect illustration. But now see it as God's sacred garden. That is, it's God who created that space for man to put man there. But obviously, supernatural beings can still enter because they were in heaven. It's a sacred space. It's a place, can we call the garden of Eden and say, it's a place above the natural? Because, I mean, God was interacting with man there. Uh, supernatural beings were there. Even the Nakash came in to talk to them. And that's the, the serpent. When I say the Nakash, you know, I, I'm just, I'm explaining to be the serpent. I'll explain much later when I'm explaining Genesis 3. Now, that means that what were they doing in Genesis 11? They said, let's go there again. They said to another, in Septuagint, they said to one human, said to another human, go, let us make bricks. That is, we already said banner, let us repair, let us set up, let us build something. It now says that, and burn them thoroughly, and the bricks, and it says, let us go and build a city. And see, when we say city, I think I've explained this years ago, that city doesn't necessarily mean a four wall of a place. I, I think I did. When I was explaining the fa- uh, father and the family, ah, oh, you guys were in... <laughs> City simply means people, a town or a people. In the, when, you, when you look at Greek, now, it says in my father's house, there are many mansions. I've explained to you over the years, when it says in my father's house, there are many mansions. What? That means they are dwelling places, right? House or Ikea means household people. So that means that now let, let's bring it into the Hebrew. So when it says, let us make, let us build a city, Bana, let us set up, let us make a people. Right? Who will, in that sense, who stop may reach into the heaven, Shamayin, supernatural beings, supernatural place, involvement of supernatural beings. In that sense, who stop will reach the heavens, and let us make a name. So the people wanted to build. What did they want to do? They wanted to build a place to worship supernatural beings. So it's like, so when you, so now look at something. When you see in today's world that people just build one place, one idol worship, you see, you see that's why we can't make church a place, maybe like a special pulpit, to be worshipping it. Let me give you some historical analysis of the building of, of the building tower. In the Near Eastern, in the Near Eastern culture, near, in the ancient Near Eastern culture, temples were built 
for worship of idols, deities, and gods. So there were a lot of physical buildings for specific purposes which were built for men. So the pyramids of ancient Egypt, when you see all those pyramids of ancient Egypt, all the famous architectural pieces that even existed today, even in the Mesopotamian times, they were called Zugarats. I don't know if you've heard that word Zugarats before. They were called Zugarats. And how, how was it explained? It was a place of worship. They were religious buildings. In the 3000 BC, there was a constant renovation up to the time of Alexander the Great in 300 BC that ranks that. The, Zugarat, the word Zugarats means a raised area a broad pyramid. So when you go to all those Asian places where you see pyramids today, <laughs> it was a place of worship. <laughs> the pyramids were shaped into seven tire tires, seven, seven tires, ascending thighs smaller than one underneath. The top building was flat and was it on a shrine and gods and only priests could go. Now, me as a Yoruba boy, this thing makes sense to me. But to the Western world, I don't know if it would make sense because, <laughs> the, you know, when you watch all these Nollywood movies now, they will, you will see those shrines they built. It means something. You know. <laughs> all those shrines mean something. You know. It's a place of worship. Oh. So, let me just explain some other things that people talked about Zugarat. So, we said, so Zugarat were part of the temple complex, a set of buildings devoted to care for gods and all the businesses of the temple. So, now, you will see why the temple narrative in scripture, which I will explain to you later, was very prominent. You will see why God now says, your body is that temple of the Holy Ghost. Why did Moses build a place of worship for God? Why did Solomon, David, build another place? It's a counter-narrative. Yes, you can explain and say, oh, the public did not even have understanding. They were building as a foreshadow. But they were building a counter-narrative and say, ah, if other people can build a place of worship for their own gods, I will build it. That's why you think Solomon was just trying to lavish money. He spent that kind of, to build a big massive temple and say, ah, this place they worship for God. But the only difference is that God now told us the whole essence of those things that God wants to live in us. That our body is now that temple. So you see that the rebellion, what these guys were doing in Genesis 11, they were trying to destroy something. Remember I've told you in Genesis 6, the major problem has been Genesis 3.15 such that their position is against man. So they were trying to configure man to worship idols, to worship supernatural beings. So in our today's world, when you see all this religion coming up, say our own, we have our own temple, we have our own kingdom, we have our own religion, we have our own something, and they are worshiping several things. You see that these things are, what I'm showing you is that this thing started from scriptures. You can see some, not, not really started, but you can see the basics in scriptures. Are you following me, guys? Okay. So, let me continue reading some of the things that, so, some of the further activities that 
that they explained the Zugaras to be. And we said, they said the temple, of, the temple complex was one of the economic centers of the city. Large temples employed hundreds or even thousands of people, from priests and priestess to humble shepherds, carpenters, and weavers. The Zugarat, however, was dedicated to the city's patrons, patron god or goddess. It was a sacred ground, half limits to any but the hierarchy of the priests. A series of chambers and rooms within the Zugarats were used for priests to care for the gods and goddess. And special priests prepared sacred meals for the god. Wow. So all these things they give, they say, you put, you cook food for all those gods. You see that those things are, those things have been in existence. I don't know how to explain it now in this Western world because the Western world seems to not practice things like this. I mean, the United States of America that we are in now. Oh, they, oh yeah, they do all these libations and some, some people do even all these sorceries, witchcraft and shrines. They do everything actually. They even cook. <laughs> they, will, eh? they do doors, they stab doors and people die. They stab doors and people die. Yeah, they oh, yeah, I know that. There's, there's some, I think they said New Orleans. I mean, um, yeah. Louisiana is known for, for witchcraft, voodoos, a lot of those things. Even the cake of the. Ah, okay. So, nah. <laughs> so that we are, we are all in the same accord. <laughs> we are all in one accord. <laughs> so the Mesopotamians believed. That if people cared sufficiently for the God and the sacred muse pleased them, the God will inhabit the temple or the shrine prepared for them. So clearly, the Zugaras were temple of worship for the Mesopotamian gods. So it was a place of worship. So therefore, it is evident that the tower they intended to build, reaching the heaven, was for worship of other supernatural beings outside God. Outside Yahweh. Now we will use let me use Yahweh because in the Hebrew language they will use more of Yahweh. Now you get to what I'm saying. Now, outside God. So they conspire men to build so you you just think you don't be this to, to risk sky. <laughs> That's not what they did in Genesis level. Uh, God is not in the sky now. Heaven is a spiritual, supernatural world. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it could not have been that they are trying to reach a sky. If you get the... Why do you go up and up and up? Why is it that when you're on the air? I mean, traveling international flight to where the... the, the is about 37,000 feet above sea level and you are still seeing sky again. Up, 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 up. I used to tell you that. It's this sky that is there. Why did they use, why did we see that? Why did they employ us to see that heaven is on top of us? That's how the Near Eastern culture sees heaven. That anything that is from above is heaven. But though heaven is a supernatural world space. So, and that's the same thing God did in Genesis 2.22 where it says, and the Lord built. So he took from him, and so that was an imagery of how God made Eve, where he says, He built. He built Eve. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now, you also see something in Genesis 4, Genesis 4 16 to 17. So you see, you see why I did my introduction. What is man trying to do? With, are, are you getting what I'm saying? I don't know if you remember what my introduction before I started this Genesis 11. 
where I was explaining man, the concept of the head, and we're looking at even advanced technology more, and we're saying, what is this freedom thing that people are trying to do? What is man really trying to do? All these inventions that is going on in the world, are we sure? You know, I've not answered the question, so don't go, don't go answer it for me. <laughs> don't go and do so dear for, for me. I beg you. Just stay in the confines of where I am. It will help you and it will help me and you. <laughs> so, but what is man really trying to do? And I told you, I said, technology is man's invention. Somebody just woke up one day and said, let's do this. Now, I'm sure some of you now in your mind will stretch it and say, hmm, can it be let us make a city? <laughs> but let's, are you guys what I'm saying? We, we, we can think with the scriptures, right? So just be thinking. Look at Genesis 4, verse 16 to 17. It says, And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod in the east of Eden, and came near his wife and conceived, and he builded a city. And name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. So he built a city. So Cain built a city. You see, it's also in Genesis 8, verse 20 to 21, where it says that uh, Noah building an altar for the Lord. You see, also see Genesis 12, where it says they built an altar and called the place the, and called upon the name of the Lord. Genesis 13, 17 to 18. Uh, you see Genesis 22, 8-9. So you see that it's similar to the offers and the things they built for the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? So Isaac and Moses also practiced that same thing. So observe that men built altars to worship God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Men just built those altars. It's not as if God told them to do it. They just do it. They just built others to worship God. So when he says, let us build a city and a tower. So they wanted to build a city whose top will reach the heavens. And the writer was making reference to idol worship. So what happened in Genesis 11? What was going on in that place? Men wanted to create an idol worship for themselves. So you, you will take it I don't know if you had that perception of throw up and go, biddy, 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 God just confused there. I don't know if you had that perception before. That's something now. So, <laughs> so, Genesis 11 4, we will see that it's a man made worship. And they wanted to worship uh, uh, supernatural beings. Look at how God, look at Genesis 28. We always we, we've always looked at this Genesis today, but let's let me show you something clearly. In that place, let me show you a contrast. Let me let me show you a, a contrast and a counter narrative there. Look at it in Genesis twenty-eight, where it says, uh, verse twelve. It says, "And he dreamed a dream, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to the heavens." And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Uh-huh. And Lord stood above it and says, The Lord God of Abraham, the Isaac of the God, that's I will give you and thy seed. Now, this is a contrast to Genesis 4. It says, If dream the dream, who set up the land, who's top of reach? And you see, that same context is used again. The top of it reached to the heaven. 
and build the agents. But are you seeing that this is a counter narrative to Genesis 11? Are you seeing it? You know, they built something and just is idol worship. This one now is, this one is God because the law stood above it. So that means this is God's building his own house in that Genesis 13 year. It says, and the law stood above it in, in this Genesis 28 verse 13. He says, and behold, the Lord God stood above it. I am the Lord God. And he told you, he said that. So that means that this is God building his own house in Genesis 28. And in that Genesis 28 verse 17, look at the Genesis 28 verse 17. I says he was afraid and said, how, how dreadful is this place? So that, you know, he now called it a place. He said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. See what he said, he called it. See what the house of God, and what? The gate of heaven. Now, but you see that this is... <laughs> so the word heaven there is used to explain supernatural encounters. You start approaching, you start understanding heaven gradually now. That word heaven, that 12 and verse, that Genesis 28, 12 and 17, was used to explain supernatural encounters and Jacob has supernatural beings and he also had an encounter with Yahweh too. So that means observe that. So observe something that the word heaven now is, has several content to explain supernatural encounters. Right? 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 Mm. You don't you believe it. Go to Genesis 1.20. Go to Genesis 1.20. It says, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly, the moving creature that hath life, and the fowl that they may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. It says, The open firmament of what? Heaven. So from this illustration, it speaks that. Heavens as the skies within earth space or earth sphere. So heaven will be distinguishing the skies from the terrestrial, that is the earth. Wait, oh, I want to explain heaven for you now. So when we say heaven, heaven is to distinguish between two different realms or two different beings. That is the supernatural and the natural. So when I say, can I say, can we say the man born again is in two worlds? Can we say that? Why? Because he's physically on earth, but his spirit is in heaven. His spirit is also here, but his component the scripture of it doesn't matter. At least Ephesians 2 8, uh, Ephesians 2 6. He's seated somewhere, what called where? Heaven. So that means he is also in the supernatural space. So now, when he says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, can we say God created two worlds the supernatural and the natural? So that is, men will live in the, in the natural. Men will live also in the supernatural. Now, let's now read this one. I told you Genesis 1 is not creation story. I always tell you. Now, let's now read this. So, when, okay, even let's read verse 17. And God sets the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Can we say the supernatural and the natural? Okay, let's look at this. It says, God set the waters to bring forth abundantly. Creation at life and fowl that may fly above the head 
are in the open firmament of the heaven. So the writer employed the word heaven and it is still together with the earth. So now look at something. So heaven is still together with the earth in the same space. That's why it seems like he says, let them, let the every firmament from let, uh, let there be firmament on the earth and all of those things. So the illustration of the heaven and earth by the writer in the science of the of his time is that heaven and earth is in the same space, is in the same place. How Moses employed, or how the writer of Genesis 1 employed that heaven and earth is to make you see that heaven and earth is together. It is you, see, let me tell you, it is the way you have read the Bible that you have thought that somebody is going somewhere when they die. They say he's going to heaven. Where? Because now, okay, don't let me too fast. Let me, let me, let me slow down. When we say heaven and earth, the way Mo, if you read Genesis 1 very well, the way Moses employed it, he made you see it like they are in the same place. You will now go back to the song we sang. Heaven is here. <laughs> so, some of you want to go to heaven. You will go. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. I remember Alamdi sang a song years ago. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I heard this, Carriage Community 2016, 2017. Pastor said, some people want to, some people, some people want to leave this world and go to heaven. Ah, that's the day I started. That, that was my first time I started thinking. Ah. He said, he said, this is where we are. I said, eh? <laughs> that was my first time I knew I need to restudy my Bible. I said, eh? You mean? Is it so? Is it? Is it? Is it? Everyone is here. Everyone is actually here. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll continue later. So that's why we have the sun, the moon, the stars in the same place. So the illustration was using the skies. Now let me let me explain what he was doing. The illustration was using the skies to distinguish where men dwelt in their culture and where their deities dwelt. And deities dwelt in where deities now dwelt was heavenly. I'll say it again. What was the writer of Genesis trying to do? He was trying to distinguish where men dwelt. That is, where men dwelt in their culture and where deities dwelt. So, deities will dwell where? Deities will not dwell here. They will obviously dwell in heaven. And, and that's where deities will dwell will be called heavenly. And where man will be dwell will be called where? Earthly. And that's what, that's the word Eretz in the Hebrew, where it means, um, where it means what? Earth, people, place. So now let me explain it again. Who will live on the earth? Who will live in heaven? So now, can heaven be born 
negative and positive. Because we said heaven is shamayin, it means supernatural space and all of those things. So can heaven be both positive and negative? Because it means that demons can be in heaven, but it's because they are in the spirit. But it's not, it can't be the real heaven. You guys are looking at me like I'm talking. <laughs> demons, devilish beings, deities, gods. Can we say, because they are deities, they are not natural. Can we, okay, let me, let me give you a background. When they do all these incantations, who do you think they are speaking to? Okay, when you pray, do you know why you are praying? You are praying because you have a contact with deity. That is supernatural world. That's why you are talking in tongues. Okay, when I say, in the name of Jesus, you be healed or this will be sorted. Do you know that? It's because I have a contact with deity. That's why I'm saying that. That's why the devilish world too can also say, and something will appear. That's why they can do the same incantations and do something and they can see a negative. That's why you can go to a voodoo priest today and he can slap your, and can do ping, 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 ping. Would you, and you are seeing him as a normal man like you. But he's contacting deity and is having an access to something beyond the natural. Same way you, when you are praying, when you are saying in the name of Jesus, when you are saying be healed, where are you contacting from? You are contacting because you are from heaven, you are sitting somewhere, you have a contact with deity. They also have their own contact with deity. Only that we, we are, our own contact is the true God. Are you, are you scared that you have caught that with evil thing? You are born again now. That's why witchcraft can tell you that they did something inside their coven. You say there's nothing like coven. They play. I remember one day, Favor will remember, when she was very young, they gave Favor bonds. And inside that bonds, it could actually be a finger. There was things going on in that time. Like a literally, like puff puff. All of those, um, I don't know how to explain it in this Western world that they will understand. Pastries. And he said it was hand. And Favor and my auntie then, and her friend, she said, she just told the person, she said, do you know that I can call the thunder to strike now? All of them were looking and said, is it not possible? She just said, who, who? Thunderstruck. Yeah? That's when all of this is clear. Do you know I can call the rain to come? The rain started for. You know the story now. When you were young, maybe you, you forgot it. The day they, they came back home to tell me the story, hey, I could not sleep in the night that day. <laughs> because she was a witch. They gave her new notes, and inside the new notes, she, she didn't have it in her bag, and she brought it out. These things are real. All these occulting powers are real. But the only thing, let me tell you, is that you have authority over it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, we, okay, you are seeing, all those people you are seeing, normal human being like you. Are they not normal human beings? Don't they have eyes? Don't they have legs? Don't they eat normal food like you? But yet, they can still do evil. 
Yet, they will just go to, into their, can we say their toa? <laughs> you already understanding it now. Their place of worship. And they will just conjure it and shook something. They will shook a biro or maybe like a cutlass. They will use it to eat the, the or they can create a form of you and put the eyes and shook your eyes and bing, you just say, yeah, that's my eyes, my eyes, my eyes, my eyes. I can't see again from nowhere. Because they have access to deity. Because man is in two worlds. As you are now, you are in two worlds, heaven and earth. That thing you are thinking you are going somewhere, you are not going anywhere. Just zero your mind that this is it. <laughs> I don't want to say more than that. When I die, I'm going somewhere. And people don't like to hear these things because they say, why am I serving God? This is why I serving God. You have already made it. Ephesians 2 says, you are already seated in the heaven. So, now look at something. The illustration that Moses was doing in Genesis 1 was to distinguish where men dwelt and in their culture where deities also dwells. So what was Moses explaining? Moses was explaining to them, see, in the beginning, God actually created two worlds. Where all these gods, where are they dwelling? In heaven. Where are you and the man who is contacting them dwelling? Earth. Are you seeing what is starting from? So when you say in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. No, God, think, no, one day, you don't be taking film trick. <laughs> Now, let me explain again. He now started giving us descriptions and saying, moon, star, sun, all of those things. We've addressed that in Genesis 6. And we said, those things are also supernatural beings and everything. But now, take the context literally. Now, if you take the context literally, you will see that the way he explained both the heaven and earth is the same place. He never, there was no way in scripture where they separated it. It's you who separated it in your mind to think there's a destination you are going to. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay, let me show you scripture. Genesis 19.24. You know, I told you Genesis is only the foundation. Genesis 19.24. So, when you are praying, you will appreciate your prayer more. Abi? Because you are contacting what? Ah! When you are fasting, you are praying, you are doing spiritual activity, you are feeding on the world. You know, Akbar and here, that's our whole power. I always, when I tell you that, see, we don't have any other power outside the word and prayer, I always tell you, those ones, they will appease, appease their own gods because it's real too. Yes, it is. The Chinese, the Chinese or the Asian world seem to have more gods, I mean, small letter G, than any other religion in the world. Such that... <laughs> Sorcery, everything, they'll just appease, offer libation, do everything, and they will see results. They'll tell you, oh, just give it food. 
They will cook a special food and give their... I did one research. I watched one documentary on YouTube where they, they actually hold a special feast. Feed their gods. And in the next couple of... There's even one I saw recently. They will, they will appease a, a daughter, a virgin daughter, and they will send that daughter into... They will do all sort of incantation. Yeah, in, yeah, in North America. I mean, no, South America. That's Mexico. Not, not America. And they will appease, do everything, send the virgin into a bush. If she did not come back, they did not, then the gospel is not at peace. If she come back, wow, their sacrifice has been accepted. I mean, I saw it like this. I mean, Western world, they cooked things. They, they mixed concussions, do a lot of things. And they, they offer the libations, they offer the sacrifices, offer everything, such that the girl was not normal again. She has contacted the spirit world. The girl started manifesting, doing this, oh yeah, she wasn't normal again. The way they did the documentary, the girl was first normal. Normal. When they, and they showed us very well how they did the thing, did the thing, did the thing, till she became abnormal. She contacted, so the, 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 the reporter now said, now you see what's happening to her, she's no more herself again because she's not in the spirit world. Hey. They now sent her into a forest. She will run to a point. If she did not come back, that means their sacrifice was not accepted. If she come back, it shows they made it. They can now start their year. Then you'll be wondering, are those things not real? My brethren, the Bible says, don't be ignorant of the signs of the enemy. They are real. I think it's this year I started making you see it the more. When I started fighting the war, this way, that was foundation. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my resheet. <laughs> I even told you territorial powers. There's territorial powers over your ministry. That your ministry location, you gotta pray. There are demons aside to frustrate you in that place. See, you want to come and preach here? So you too, you will you get, you get what I'm saying. So when Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, might, dominions, that's what we are doing. When you stand to pray, that's why you can't be pressing for. You are contacting dates. They do not press for. <laughs> they will tell you to drop your phone and walk, even where go barefooted. God appease the gods properly. You, ship, brother, brother, God. Are you want to? Are you expect power to flow? I'm just. <laughs> you pray. Ah, raga. Ah. That's our power. This is a real. It's a queen of the coast. Queen of the Kinika. Queen of the they are real. Oh. Don't be don't be ignorant. They are real. It just it depends on who you who, who you are PC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking. <laughs> Is this, am I helping you? Yes. Okay. Genesis 19, 24. 
Genesis 19:24. It <laughs> says, "When the Lord reigned, I, I won't forget. When fever was younger, there was my auntie then. <laughs> my auntie then had a friend who was a witch. Like a, till today, I still don't. I, it's just now I've grown to start collecting things from people to eat. The consciousness that they fed me then. I mean, they will tell you that." If you open a bus and you leave it for two, three days, you will see the hand of somebody there. Puff, puff, all those things. They will tell you, don't dare it. They say, if you eat it, you are eating poison. They will tell you. And people will eat it, their stomach will swell up. I'm not joking. Where do you think those things are from? Those are negative parts. How? Okay, you carve something. Okay, imagine. Is it not the same normal way they make puff puff that they made it? What do you think they did with the puff puff? They've contacted something on it. And that thing is not ordinary. It's to let you know that this world is not ordinary. That's why I can pray on an ankashif too and say, go and give the sick. What do you think it is? It's power. I can pray on the water too and say, be healed. Is it, is it not normal? You, you will say it's normal water. All those things your prayer to tell you, this thing is anointing or you tell you, no, anoint my head. Well, you better let them anoint it. <laughs> they prayed on it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Only that we, we don't follow those symbolism and practice. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because it's, it's not applicable in the scriptures. But at least we pray. We believe in the power of God. We appreciate the... When they say power of God, ah, you appreciate it. When they say, open your mouth and pray, you use, you use, you because, ah, you... you when they fast, when they study the world, this is me, we don't have juju. They will still do all of that things and contact something. So heaven and earth is together. It's not far. That's why I can be here and I can see visions. I can see revelations because I am actually in heaven. The deities are there. Only the I will not yield to the negative one because I have the spirit of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? How will now see God? Just like Joseph, Jacob. Are you getting what I'm saying? Who saw the ladder ascending and descending and he saw the Lord in it? Look at Genesis 19.20. Or 20, Genesis 19.24. It says, The Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstones, fire from the Lord out of heaven. Uh, now look at that. Is that from the sky? Is this Lord out of heaven? Look at 21, Genesis 21, 17. Genesis 21, 17. Are you learning something, guys? It says, God heard the voice of the Lord, and the angel of God said unto Hagar, Out of heaven, fear not. What will let the Hagar fear not? And God heard the voice where the Lord It says, They heard the voice out of where? Heaven. That's not out of the skies now. Can the sky... Everyone is not in the sky. Think. See, let me tell you. The first thing that made me know this thing eh, is just flying. I look at... me Because I like window seat. I think it was one of my first international trips like that where we stayed like... How was like 10, 12 hours on the air? Ah! I looked, I looked up. Ah, we are still in the sky. 
Look up, the thing is still sky. If you break everything, break everything, it's still sky. That's not where heaven is. So you see, they heard the voice out of heaven. That's not, they did not hear it from the sky. Can we say they heard it from the spirit world? Ah! Genesis 22, verse 5, verse 15. Genesis 22, 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. So, can we say heaven is, is, it is to distinguish the abodes? That is, because you live on earth, this is earth. Heaven is, so heaven was written to distinguish terrestrial and not terrestrial. Terrestrial are people that will live on earth. Non-terrestrial are people that will live in heaven. Can we say that? Yes, sir. So, like saying spiritual and non-spiritual. Because you are earth. So, are you seeing the difference? Yes, sir. Are you seeing the Okay, look at Genesis 24, 3. Because Bible will always explain Bible. And I will make this swell by the Lord, God of heaven, and the God of the earth. Are you seeing the difference? That is both the spiritual and where that was and that shall not take. Is it, so are you see that the God of, it says God of the heaven and God of the is it not God of the heaven and God of the earth? Because he holds both the spiritual, the natural and the spiritual. So can we say spiritual and non-spiritual? So now that would not make that would that, that should not get you thinking now. So is there some is where are you now going? You want to go back to yeah, you know, is <laughs> Are you seeing where my introduction? This earth, what is it about? Why am I cuckoo here? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Why am I here? <laughs> Genesis 24-7. Look at Genesis 24-7. The Lord God of heaven. So can we say the God of the supernatural? Mm-hmm. And the God of the natural? So when we say heaven is here, we see, we know. Because you are there. So can you switch realms? Can you say, I want to go to heaven? Can you say, I want to go to heaven? Huh? I, right, right now, that you are sitting there, you know. Can you go there now? Okay. Can we say? Okay. Let me. Let me. Let, let's 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 stretch it. Can we say? We hope you know that in the ah shoot. Ah, did I explain host of heaven to you? Did I explain congregation to you? So can we say when we are coming to church, we are coming to heaven. The congregation, the gathering, because it's more than just us gathering. Yes, sir. I will teach you this later. Yes, sir. I will teach you later. <laughs> so when I say camp meeting, even in earthly places, hey! uh, just have a preview of what we are trying to ha- what we are trying to do in this camp meeting. You don't want to miss this camp meeting. I'm telling you. You know, that's why I wrote it. Heaven in earthly places. 
You don't yet understand. You will understand it. Genesis 24, verse 7. The Lord God of heaven, because hmm, knowledge will help us have a proper flow of the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying? I told you before someone came that I saw a friend of mine flow in a dimension, and I told myself, ah, what does this guy know that I don't know? I don't even remember that story. And the Lord God of heaven took me from my father's house. It says, the Lord God of heaven. Genesis 27, verse 28. It's not doing me to release this message before camp meeting. Therefore, God give thee the dew of heaven and the fatness. It says, the Lord God give thee, give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness. It says the dew of heaven. That's, that's an illustration of the blessedness of heaven. Okay, let's go to Genesis 28. Genesis 28, 11 to 12. It says, it lighted up a certain place. Upon a certain place and tarried all night because the sun was set, and he took a stone of that place and put them for his pillow to sleep. And he dreamed a dream, and he now says, Behold, a ladder set up on the heaven, and the top of it reaches to heaven. Or set, ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reaches to heaven. And behold, the angels of God what? Ascending and descending on it. So heaven is where, can we say, heaven is where non natural beings are meant to dwell. That is, people that are not flesh and blood. Right? Can we say that's where they are meant to dwell? Okay. So the writer knew both where, so the writer knew both where, the, the writer knew that there were this, they, that there was, it was showing us that it seemed like there was a distance. It's not like there was a distance, but it was showing us a difference because it says the ladder, but it was just showing us a difference. So the ladder is where they meet. That is, there's a meeting point. That's why he now called it in verse 17. He says, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God and the gates of heaven. So he called it the house of God and the gates of heaven. Deuteronomy 4.26. I'm coming back to this Genesis 28. Deuteronomy 4.26. I call heaven and earth to witness against you. Can we say the supernatural and the natural? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when people say, I swear on heaven, I swear by heaven, ah, you better be careful because <laughs> you are calling supernatural. <laughs> I don't know what is against you this day. Look at Deuteronomy 3 21. Deuteronomy 32, sorry. Deuteronomy 32, 1. Are you saying that nobody, I don't know, are you saying that all the scripture we are reading, you have not seen heaven as a place people are going? So where did you get, where did we get, where did we get the narrative from? You see, are you seeing the essence of my introduction? Where I said, uh, uh, 
Genesis Deuteronomy 32. He says, Give ye, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and ye, O earth, the words of my mouth. They play. They're not teaching you the words of your mouth. Just they play. You know that words are the way they are. Why do you think that everything that they will do, after all the old sacrifices they will offer, they will still use words? When I tell you tongues is the doorway of the supernatural, just be play. <laughs> you better learn to appreciate your tongues. <laughs> you see, Satan is confused. Deliverance is Why would Satan be confused? Are you two are all confused? Better don't be confused now. Just know that you are assessing the supernatural. How you get to what I'm saying? Okay, look at some. Let me, this one will blow your mind. Look at some 115. Verse 2 to 3. Are you like the Bible study? You will like You have to learn to appreciate Bible study. I, I, I open it to look at, look at what it says in Psalm 115, verse 2 to 3. It says, Wherefore should the things say? When it says eating, it means Gentiles, idol worship, right? unbelievers. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's what therefore should the eating say? Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He, he has done whatever he pleased. Yeah, my father used to say, God does as he pleases. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't know it is in Psalm 115 verse 3. I will probably tell him. <laughs> that your scripture is in Psalm 115 verse 3. God does as he pleases. So he says, but our God is in the heavens. Why? An unseen word. Isaiah 66 verse 1. This will cause you to think, but I will help you to, to understand it. Isaiah 66 verse 1. Are you seeing the, all this part we have been reading now? Where have you seen that people are... Where have you seen that people are going to heaven? Or where have you seen that heaven is a distance? Do you see that they are putting, it seems like they are putting the heaven and the earth together? Okay. I don't know if you are paying attention. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm still going to do another series on called heaven and earth, especially. But I'm just giving you intro now. So that one will approach proper. This one, this one, this is rebellion. We are still the rebellion of Genesis level. Because we have, what brought us to this point is the heaven that they are trying to build the thing to. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what is leading us to this journey. This is not really where we are going. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't get carried away. <laughs> so thus said the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. He now use where is the house that ye build unto me? Where is the place of my rest? rest what will come to you now? Rest will come Shabbat, Menuka. Eh? The place of my rest. <laughs> so that is, heaven is where he operates from. And the first two is where we are. Let me explain what it simply means. Heaven is where he operates from. The first two is where we are. So it is where deities and men meet. It is where deities and men meet. So heaven is not a distance. It's not where you are trying to go. Heaven is not a distance, but a distinguishing factor of spirit beings. See, as much as you want to say you are a spirit, you are still a man. 
<laughs> are you getting what I You are just you are a man in Christ. You are a spirit being, but you are still flesh and blood. Angels are they man? They are spirit beings now. So where are they? Heaven. So where will you meet them? Heaven. That's the meeting point. That's the house of God, the gate of heaven. You know when Jacob awoke from that his dream, he says, this is nothing but the house of God. He says, how short, guys, how dreadful is this place? But this is none other but the house of God and the gates of heaven. So that's the meeting point. So heaven is not a distance. But a distinguishing factor of spirit beings. So when he says, Thus said the Lord, the heaven is my throne. Can we say where he operates from? So can we say, if I want to access those guys that conjure things, the demonic world now, hope you know they are flesh and blood like you. The voodoo priest, the people that offer those things, they are men. But what are they accessing? A place of authority. But now imagine, you are higher than it. Or you have power. Your own power has a born again man. Oh boy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ah. So go to Genesis 28. Back, let's go back to Genesis 28. Are you learning something? I'm trying to not rush myself in this series because I see that I'm, I'm gradually taking my time. Go to Genesis 28, verse 13 to 14. Anywhere we stop today. Let me check the um, Genesis 28, verse 13 to 14. It says, Behold, the Lord God stood above it and said, Oh, yeah. The, the, the Lord God stood and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham. Thy father, a God of Isaac, the land where thou liest, and I will give unto thee, and thy seed, and thy seed shall the dust of the head, and thou shalt spread abroad the west, and the east, and in the seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So you can be clearly seeing that God's plan for, for his God's plan is for his temple to be in all the earth. That is, when he says his temple, now you already understand that his temple simply means his dwelling place, his abode, right? Right, guys? It's to be in all the air. So when Jacob awoke, he, he called the place Bethel. And what does Bethel mean? In that verse 16, Bethel simply means the house of God. So in contrast, in Genesis 11, what were they doing? What they were building is a place of worship for, and not for other spiritual beings. So what were they doing in Genesis 11? They were building... Just like how you say, I want to, in our world, they say they were building a shrine. I think I just answered it properly. Right? Yes. You know what a shrine means? We are a house of all those gods, deities, rubbish, evil power. So they were building a house, a place of worship for other supernatural beings. 
But Jacob now had that same encounter. You know, Jacob, you know, it's almost the same thing. The ladder reaching up, the angels. Are, are you seeing that same narrative again? And it now shows us the contrast. And it says, he, Jacob, was having place of supernatural interactions with angels and he called it the house of God. So Bethel is now, so Bethel now became a place of worship for Jacob. That's why you see that in Genesis 35, verse 1. Genesis 35, verse 1. It says, God said unto Jacob, Arise, go to Bethel, dwell there, and make an altar unto the Lord. It now became a house. And that says in verse 2, And Jacob said to his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange what? gods that are among you and be clean and all the garments. Have you seen those things? So look at it. Even that's in verse 13. Verse 13 it says, God went, up, God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. And Jacob set a pillar there, and even poured his, and he poured the drink therein, and he poured the oil there. And Jacob called the place where God spake with him, what? Bethel. So historically, it was a art of worship in the Oriental culture. That is, they, they would just put a place together, worship God in those places, and all of those things. So also what Jacob did, he poured oil on it. And when he poured oil on it, uh, he poured oil on that pillar. Uh, let's look at the use of that pouring oil or something in Leviticus 8. It seems like I'm quite thorough, right? In this one. I'm trying to be because I want us to understand it properly. And uh, I, will, I will look at where we can stop today. We'll stop in that name. When we look at the name issue, it says, let us make a name. And you will see the importance, you see the importance of certain things there. And look at Leviticus 8. Verse 10 to 12. It says, God and Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was there and sanctified it. He now says, And he sprinkled upon thereof, upon the altar seven times, and anointed the altar and the vessels and both the lava and the foot and sanctified. And he poured, and he poured the anointing oil upon Aaron's head and anointed him and sanctified him. You also see that same thing also in um, number 7, verse 1. So it's just to show us that when it says the top of the head in that Genesis 11 of a Torah often means an anointed mark of worship and honor in the Oriental. So that means they were really, when it says the, the phrase top of reach, as, as, to the top reaching the heaven in that Genesis, look, go, go back to that Genesis 11. Let me, let's read it again. He says, let's see verse 4 and 5. It says, God, and they said to and they said, Go to let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven, and let us name, let's be cast scattered abroad the face of the earth. And God came down to see the city and the tower which they built. He says, the top reaching the heaven. So that in that that alone is to make you see that it's an object of worship. That is, it's a house of idol worship. So they were building a place of idol worship. So what were they doing? They were building a place of idol worship. And they now said, look at what they now said. Look at what they now said. They now said, let us make a name. You know, in verse 3, they say, let us make bricks, right? In verse 4, they now said, let us build a place and let us make let us, let us make us a name. Ooh. That word name, hmm. that, this is the nitty-gritties. 
this is where we are really going. So I'm, I'm probably this is where I will stop today and we'll pick it up from here. Are you having a good time? Look, look at the word name. The word name is from the word Shem in the Hebrew. Shem, S-H-E-M. And it implies a definite conspicuous position. I will explain it for you. Or an appellation. I don't know if you know what appellation means. Let me say an appellation. Everybody is quiet. Ah, are you know appellation? <laughs> Look at people that want to know Bible. Appellation. A P P E A P P E L L A. Yeah. Appellation. Okay. Okay. So it's a definite conspicuous position and appellation as a mark or a memorial individuality. By implication, let me just explain what it simply means. Then too much, those grammars are too much. Just simply honor, authority, character, renown, and report. Honor, authority, character, renown, and report. So what does that mean? They sought and wanted to make a name. And that defeats rebellion. They wanted to make a place of honor, authority, character. They wanted to, they wanted to, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what they want to do. Show, look, go to Genesis 4, verse 26. Let me, let me walk you through a context. Let's see something before this time. Genesis 4, 26. Look at something there. It says, and set unto set unto him also bore his son, and he called his name Enos. And they began to call, and it says, and then men to call upon the name of the Lord. It says they began to call upon the name of the Lord. And they said they want to build a name. They want to make us a name. Hmm. And this one says, call upon the name of the Lord. Now what call there is what kara, Q-A-R-A, in the Hebrew. It was used about seven, three, seven times in the Hebrew text. And it simply means to preach. To proclaim or to to read, that's what it means. I think I explained this in Let There Be Light. Oh, yesterday, okay, in okay in Genesis six issue, okay. So we said, so in that text it says the name of the Lord. It will refer to the message, the report that God's promise is being propagated across the earth of the world. So it's a connotation of worship. So on the contrary. Why they wanted to make a name for themselves, they wanted to make a name for themselves. And it should not have been. Look at what God now did. You know, I always tell you, God likes to start again. God likes to do counter narrative. Look at Genesis 12 in verse 2. Genesis 12, verse 2. It now says, I will make thee a great nation. Go there, go there, go there, go there, quickly. You see, you see this thing. You see, you see what it means. I will make you a great nation and make thy name what? Great. Okay. He will make thy So it's, a count, it's, it's like a counter narrative. It's like saying, you want to make your names great, Avi? You, Abraham, 
Miss me that will make your own name great. They wanted to do it for themselves as a form of idol worship. Okay, let me explain again. That word great there is from the Hebrew word gada. I explained it to us. G-A-D-A-L. And it simply means mighty, exceedingly. So, in that told, God told Abraham and said, I will make thy name great. In that sense, I will make thee a great nation. I will make that. And it was God's commitment to man. That is, what he would do in man and not what man would do for himself. It has never been. Hmm. That's why if you now look at the promise of Abraham, it was like, I will bless thee, I will and cause him that causes thee, and the family shall be blessed. And he, he was making sure that, see, oh guy, I will make your name great, I will make thee a great nation, I will bless thee. And when we say great nation, great nation will mean people. Mm-hmm. Can, we, can we see it's a counter narrative of. Are you sitting now? Look at something. Genesis 6, what happened? Noah brought rest. Genesis 11, what happened? Abraham came. And you see that? What's, there's a problem like that. There's a, God looks for a solution immediately. So God, <laughs> let me tell you something. God has never given up. It's you that want to give up. People that say they want to give up on themselves. God is looking, God is helping you find a solution. You, you are trying to give up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at it, it might take God time because look at all the things, but God will still eventually fulfill His promise. <laughs> he will still do it. So it was a counter. So, are you seeing, are you appreciating how they arrange scripture for us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't forget Genesis 1, verse 2 was darkness upon the face of the deep. What now happened? God said, let there be light. Could that be a solution? Chaos. Genesis 1, 2. Genesis 1, 3. Solution. Hmm? Genesis. Can we say, can we say, he created man. Man fell in Genesis 3. Then, you know, see what the woman did in Genesis 4. She now thought. You know, Genesis 3, 15 was now, the seed of the woman will bring the seed of the... Genesis 4, verse 1. And says, another knew is Eve and his wife and conceived. You know, see, have begotten a man from the Lord. You know, she thought that would be the man that we that we build the you know somewhere. We are still going to look at this. When we are looking at Genesis 3, we look at Genesis 3 and Genesis 4 together. Genesis 5, Genesis 6, we look at Jared. It's talking about Jared from Genesis 5. That's rebellion. Genesis 6, hey Noah, come on. And you see that it seems as though when sin happened, if you are observant, it seems as though when sin happened. There is a major destruction. Genesis 3, man left the garden. Genesis 6, flood apple. Genesis, this Genesis 11 now, confusion of language. Sodom and Gomorrah, what apple? Destruction of the place. So are you see that? Sin has, sin has effects. So when God told us not to sin, he knows that this thing, there's a counter. If, see, if, see, even till today, there's still a counter effect. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. There's counter effects. And it's not as if it's God. It's, I told you cause and effect. These things are just cause and effect. Are you, do, do, you see that, do you see what happened in Genesis 3? Genesis 6? 
Genesis 11 now. Sodom and Gomorrah story. It seems, are you getting what I'm saying? It seems as though once people gather like that to. <laughs> so you see that? Now, this, you see what, you see my, the cause of my introduction with this LGBTQ thing? It is not leading to any good. When you see the when you see the precedence of scripture, you can easily know the end goal. All these people gadget and saying, eh, 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 Pride Month. Eh. No, 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 not that one. Eh. Edgy support LGBTQ community thing. You see that these things are not right. And the numbers are increasing. It's going to lead to an adverse destruction. Our work now is to preach. Then you'll be wondering why pandemic happened. You wonder why people died. This thing is cause and effect now. I'm not trying to overstress. Don't don't see it as a this is the reason why. We, mm -mm, that's not what I'm saying. Mm. I did not say that to literal people. That's not what I've said. But I'm just causing your mind to think. I'm just causing all these things that people will say, let's just, let's just gather and do protest. Do you notice that it never leads to anything good? It leads to more unrest. It leads to more chaos. Protest is good, though. I mean, but do you notice that when protests now start lingering, lingering, they will start being violence will come, destruction will start happening. They will start destroying places. I mean, if I have observed, because that's they will start be shooting, they will start um, going to malls to steal. When you look at scripture, when you understand scripture. There are certain things you will not support. I, I won't forget that day NSAS happened in Nigeria. I told you people. That was the day I thought why the anger. I didn't even know it was, it was happening. That was the exact day I thought why the anger. It was as though I was working in the spirit. But I told you people, I said, this thing is not going to lead to anything good. And it has not. It has made more youths restless. All in the name of protest. It, that's when elders, young people started talking to elders anyhow. And it is not in the Nigerian culture that young people should talk to elders. They say, sorry, it's okay, really. Talking to you. Eh? Do you know the implications of those things? Our culture is honor. Then you see everybody say, Jackpa, Jackpa, Jackpa. Those are the things that better those things. Now, everybody is not ready to stay somewhere again. On settlement, I just want to, uh, uh, I'm just not okay. Suicide. These things are not, I mean, this, some things are not ordinary as you think. You see the carry placard say, support the LGBT community. Almost every school in the United States now has a center. Which was not which was not so five years ago, which was not so ten years ago, has a center called the LGBTQ community. If you are if you want to discuss your sexuality, come here. 
They now have a month called Pride Month. Our country, we need redemption, brethren. The United States of America that we are in, we have work to do. We have work to do. I'm not joking with you guys. When you start hearing rumors of war, which we don't pray for, don't think, don't think, don't say it's God judging the world. It's cause and effect. When you start hearing things going on, say, okay, things are happening in this state, things are happening in this state. Cause and effect, need. There is no state in the United States, and we have over 50 states in the United States that is not supporting the LGBTQ community. Parapata, they will say the Republican states. And yet, they will be fighting the governors of those states. Why do you think they elected um, Biden? They voted Trump out because they don't want him. Because the LGBT community don't want him. That's the truth. They put somebody who will support their agenda there. So we, when, we have, when we say let's go for evangelism, let's preach, we are, what are we doing? We are trying to restore God's plan. Restore the earth back to how it should be. When we are praying, the nations, this is what we are doing. So what were they doing in Genesis 11? Rebellion. Say, let us, let us make a name for ourselves. Yeah. That is, let us make an authority, a place of worship, a place of honor, a report for ourselves. Can we call that pride? I think that pride has never helped before. All this me, 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 me. There's something my pastor said that his friend told him in 1993. There is something that is greater than you, and that's us. Yes, they did the me here and they did the also, but it led to him. But imagine doing it in the right thing. Imagine unity in the right direction. You know, if all of us are united now as a church that want to reach the world, we will. We will now. So they sought to make a name for themselves. They did. And it says, let's be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. So let me just end in this place and we'll just continue later. When it says scattered abroad, we'll pick it up in our next Bible. About you, are you learning something? So when it says scattered abroad, it's from the Hebrew of puts, P-U-T-S, and it means spread divers, and it's, it's recalled that the focus of God's promise is to, remember, focus of God's promise is to multiply, replenish, and fill up the earth, right? Alright, so these men in their own belief were attempting to thwart that message of Genesis 1 to Genesis 1. Remember, what was God's plan in Genesis 1 to insist today? Fruitful, replenish, multiply, right? This was not the disaster they want to scatter abroad. And they want to so can we say they want to so so it says, let us make a name, lest we scatter abroad upon the face of the earth. So that implies idol worship. Self-worship, man's invention, man's creation, and it is a counter-narrative to God's promise of his temple filling his head. When I say God's temple, can I say God's dwelling place? God's spirit? Right? 
So in Genesis 11, they wanted to build a city, a tower, a place of idol. They wanted to make a name for themselves as opposed to God's plan. What's God's plan that they are trying to defeat here? Genesis 1.26, it says, let us, look at Genesis 1.26 here. You see, it's, it's the same, almost a counter-narrative. Let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness, after have dominion all of these things. And God created man. And what was the what was the thing? God blessed man and said, "Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing and everything that moveth and creepeth and all of those things." And in Genesis eleven, go back to Genesis eleven. It says, "Go, let us." Are you seeing the same? Almost the same narrative. Let us make brick. We said that make brick is let us make. Let us build, right? Uh, and we looked at that in, in Genesis 2, how God built uh, and burned them thoroughly and let us break for another stone slime and mother. And he said, let us build a city. Can we say a people? A Torah? And that says, whose top may reach into the heaven? We started that. And we said, let us make a name. That is, let us create an idol worship for ourselves. Self-worship. Man's inventions. Man's innovation. So you see the kind. Look at what. Look at why I started with my introduction. Just to think, get us to think. Man's creation, and that's just to oppose. And it says, "Let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth, so that that we spread across the idol worship, man's invention, man's creation, and that we scatter abroad." Uh, we will not see what did we will not be asked in when we study next. We will not look at what God did to them, the the Babel narrative, and um, we will look at the supernatural beings again, their involvement and all of those things. But you can safely see, I say, it says, let us make a name, and it's talking about self worship, man's invention, man's creation, and that's a counter narrative to God's promise. Because they're the ones that said they wanted to do it. So the question will now be, brethren, uh, what has God made our the head for? Uh, I'm, not as, I'm not giving an assertiveness, an assertion in this series. I'm just saying, I'm just getting us to think, right? Uh, this is man's invention here, man's worship, man's idea that they wanted to create an idol worship that they want to worship. But do you know that people worship their phones today? Do you know that AI has now become people's gods now? I just told you that this AI thing now, it's, they say they want to be using it as AI pastor. So are you saying that we are, we are overstretching certain things? Is, it, is, it, is technology good? Obviously. But are we... Are we on the right space of it? Such that today in our world now, you can, what people call church now, they now say there's e-service, online service. Is that God's plan? If I show you scripture, and there's a series I'm going to do one day, maybe next year, or maybe next year, I'll, I'll deliberately call it the online church as an apologia, because we are in the United States. It's here that that thing is more prominent. Say, I don't go to church, I just watch it online. And I will show you from God's plan that God wants men to gather. 
So, are we making a name for ourselves in our today's world? Or are we following God's plan? That's a question we should ask ourselves. Right? Are you blessed? Alright. Okay. We'll continue later. I'll be... Amen. <laughs>